Greetings, this is Shane Ross, and this is the Edibate Podcast, Episode 34, Grinders. The Edibate is sponsored by Blackmagic Design, maker of DaVinci Resolve 8. The world's highest performing color correction solution for the Mac has been updated with extremely powerful features. Version 8 includes multi-layer timeline support for editing, XML import and export with Apple Final Cut Pro, and OpenCL processing. Now advanced processing tools have been added for real-time noise reduction, curve grading, advanced multipoint stabilization, and automatic stereoscopic 3D alignment. DaVinci Resolve 8 will be available in June for $9.95, and current users will be able to download the upgrade free of charge. Still skeptical? Try DaVinci Resolve Lite, a new reduced feature version for free in July. Blackmagic-Design.com. Sometime last year, I saw this video that was going around the web called the vendor-client relationship. You can pause me and I can wait, or watch it later. Anyway, it showed scenes from common businesses with odd things happening. For example, a couple eating dinner is presented with a check. They look it over and say, ooh, we didn't have this much budgeted for the meal. We really only have about twelve fifty. Taco stand down the street has meals for that much, so can you work with us? And the guy at the video store wants to buy a DVD, and the price is $20, but he only wants to pay $8. It comes back with, look, I'll make up for it next time. I'll buy the next DVD at full price. And the lady who wants to have her hair colored, but only wants to pay for part of it, but promises that if she likes it, she'll come back and pay the full price next time. Seems pretty ridiculous, huh? Can you imagine trying to do that when you go out to eat your next meal? Or get your hair styled? You'll be shown the door right quick. But for those of us in production and post, this is something that we are all too familiar with. You cannot believe what people try to do not to pay us, or say that we charge too much. And the whole, look, if you do this one for us cheap, the next project that comes along we'll pay you full price for, is so common that I come to expect it when I'm approached by new clients. I'm actually pleasantly surprised when it doesn't happen. There's a term for these people. They're called grinders, and their antics don't stop there. If they do get you on the hook for the very small fee that they are, quote, willing to pay, unquote, then they will take advantage of your services to the nth degree. And by that, I mean they will have endless notes, constant changes, and they will nitpick about small details and hold your final pay ransom until they are done. Then they will take weeks or months to pay you, or not pay you at all because, quote, well, the work just wasn't what we agreed upon or what we were looking for, unquote, grinding you. And the pay for the projects will be a fixed fee, not hourly, not daily, but a fixed amount. $500 for the project, regardless if you spent 10 hours or 1,000 hours on it. And this constant barrage of changes will cost them nothing. Therefore, there is no incentive for them to stop giving notes. You see, in the regular production world, when an editor in Bay costs, say, for example, $1,000 a day or $300 an hour, the amount of notes you will get will be small, because every minute spent addressing them costs money so the clients will be held in check by the costs. They will be willing to settle for what they have, or better yet, think really hard about what they want changed before they give you notes. Now this is something that can happen to anyone, and yes, I too was gullible enough to be dragged into a project by a grinder. A while ago, I was approached by someone who said that I was recommended to them by an old post supervisor of mine as being a good sizzle editor. This guy was a producer who was striking out on his own and had a TV show idea and needed someone to cut a sizzle reel for it. Not a full-blown pilot, but rather a look at this cool footage and look at the direction I want to take this series kind of piece. Selling an idea to a network without really spending the time needed to make a full-blown pilot. Something that should have taken a couple of days to do. He said that he had very little money and this was self-funded, but he did have some money he could throw him away for my time. And extended the promise that if the show was picked up, he would then make it up to me by making me the lead editor and taking money from the show budget to pay for the time I spent on the reel. It sounded like a good project, and it sounded like a good deal. Not only would he hire me for the series, but run my edit system as well. 
that sounded pretty good. But then things went downhill from there. It turned out there was about 200 hours of raw footage to sort through to find the story. 200 hours. That alone would take four weeks of full 10-hour days to sort through. And this was supposed to be a side job, something that I did in my own time at night. And to make it worse, there were two cameras. Neither one was operated by someone with any skill behind the lens. The footage was shaky, overexposed, and the shot composition was poor at best, and the audio wasn't much better. But this all could be forgivable or fixable as long as we had a good story to tell. The client gave me the idea of what he wanted the theme of the show to be, and was even helpful by looking through the footage to find moments he thought might be useful. So I dug in. Weeks later, I had watched nearly all the footage, but I hadn't found anything that really supported the theme that he wanted to convey. It just wasn't there. I mean, the producer was present for the shoots, he interviewed the people, he knew what he had. But what he wanted and what he had were two entirely different things. So I did the best with what I could and wrote voiceover to fill in the piece with what he wanted it to be about. I mean, if he didn't have it now, once the show was picked up, they could go and shoot what they needed to tell the story that they wanted. So I presented my cut and he didn't like it. So he gave me notes to fix it and I addressed those notes and tried to fix it, but the footage didn't support what he was trying to convey. And there was a lot of back and forth, weeks to this, phone calls from him daily, often multiple times a day, when I was at my job, out to dinner with friends, or at a movie, 2 a.m. when I was sound asleep. Not only was he trying to squeeze chocolate milk out of a grapefruit, he was constantly calling me. He felt as if I was at his beck and call, day and night. I finally gave up. I called him to say that what he was trying to get was impossible, but he didn't want me to stop. He refused to let me quit. It actually took days for him to finally realize that I was no longer on the project. And when I tried to get some money out of him for all the work I did, he refused to pay. Because to him, the final product was not produced. There would be no pay. Forget the fact that nearly three months of my nights were wasted on this, time away from my family. I did eventually get paid, because I had the drives with the source footage. Well, call it a lesson learned. Oh, and to top it off, weeks later I got a call from the producer asking for my project file, so he could have another editor work on it from where I left off. I just hung up. Okay. That does it for this show. Please join me next time for a story from The Edit Bay. Mm -hmm.